KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For the next couple of hours, Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you. Appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will uh, start with Chris Williams from Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll uh, recap the week, look ahead to K-State. Uh, and then to Texas, perhaps with uh, Chris uh, coming up here at 1130. I see he had a sit down with Caitlin Clark that's going to be posted on his Iowa Everywhere coming up here. So if you're a fan of Caitlin Clark or Iowa women's hoops or just Iowa athletes in general, uh, that's uh, might be something that catches your attention. We're going to do Claxon's barbecue giveaway at about 10 minutes before noon in the Noon hour, we'll start off with our friend Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, uh, and then Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com, part of On3 Media. He will join us, and we'll take a look back at last night and ahead to Saturday, Sunday, I beg your pardon, when Iowa heads over to Evanston to take on Northwestern. It's a 5.30 tip. Big Ten Network has it. How are you? I'm doing okay. Just okay. Late night? It's been a long week. And we still got two, two more, more days. Two to more go? days to go. This extra day of the traditional state wrestling tournament—it's a little taxing. Is and it? then, of course, doing a daily radio show with you—that's uh-huh. not very taxing. It's the easiest part of my day. Right. And my favorite two hours, certainly, of work, no doubt about it. And then also doing a daily podcast on the Hawkeye. So uh, late night last night, got home from state wrestling about eleven o'clock. Grabbed a bite to eat on my way home. What time did the wrestling wrap up then? If you were uh, home at eleven, nine forty-five, okay, something like that. Tear down the equipment. Haul it back to the car. Start the car. Can't leave it in. You can't leave it up, huh? Will tonight? Yeah, we'll leave it up tonight, and then uh, go for the finals, and then right back at it. And got a bite to eat. Got home. Rewatched the Iowa game. That took hour. Did my instant reaction podcast. It wasn't very instant <laughs> no. for that. So there's another half hour. Oh, and then by the way, I had a shovel. Ugh. So I'm outside at one thirty, shoveling snow, Ugh. and my pillow hit the bed about two forty five. Yeah. And Ella was off of school today. She's hanging out with me here in the studio. And I thought, maybe she'll sleep in. You know, a couple of times this week, I've had to kind of wake her up. And and not the case. Of course, she comes bounding in a little after 7.30. Let's go, go. Dad. I'm hungry. (laughs) Breakfast time. Let's do it. Oh, my. And uh, away we went. So, yeah, it might be a little catnap in my plans this afternoon. But state wrestling, this today is the best day. If you're thinking about a day to go, yes, the pomp and circumstance of the finals is great. Mm -hmm. The Grand March. Seeing these guys, we'll get to see Ben Keeter likely wrestle for a four-time state champion to become the 32nd ever in Iowa State history. That's all great. But this Friday, and the way they also have it set up now is the semifinals. They moved it from eight mats down to six for today. So the two middle mats will have the semifinals. Those are guys fighting to get into Tomorrow, the championship. Right. And then on the outside, the consolation round that's happening at the same time, it's what they call the blood round. And it's to get to the podium. It's to guarantee your spot on the podium. Both the championship side of the bracket and the semifinals and then those blood round matches on the back side of the bracket are some of the most intense, amazing, 
matches that you're going to see at the state tournament. Six o'clock tonight is when 3A starts. If you're off this afternoon, 132A, they'll get going as my Green Devils are dominating once again <laughs> on their way to another state championship. But it is, for my money, as good as you're going to find in any high school sports venue, what happens here today across Wells Fargo Arena. And that's back on the bull tonight, correct? Yep, 555, we'll take the air. The wrestling starts at 6 o'clock, and we'll hit it flying with those semifinal matches. We'll keep the closest eye, obviously, on them, but all the local kids on the blood round that'll be fighting to get to the podium, uh, we'll keep an eye on all of them also. should be a really fun night. Uh, Southeast Polk last night, they took a really tough loss. One of their top wrestlers, uh, Slade is his name, was up, had an early takedown, Brought the kid back to the mat. Kid hit his head. Mm. The referee deemed that he didn't safely bring him to the mat. That's something if you're airborne with a wrestler that you have to do. Injury default. So a kid that was second seed and likely finalist for Southeast Polk, he has to go to the backside of the bracket and now looking to bounce back and trying to come back for third. But in the team race, Waverly Shellrock is in front. Southeast Polk. So they it's got the a lot usual of cast of characters. It is. Sounds, yeah, it's right? Waverly Shellrock yeah. against Southeast Every, every year. Yeah, last year, Waukee Northwest finished second. They were right there, but yeah, it's it's the black and gold singlets every single year out there, and usually their singlets look almost exactly the same. Every once in a while, they'll hmm. add a little something different, but is that a Waverly kid? Is that a Southeast Polk kid? <laughs> Just on and on and on. Those programs have dominated high school wrestling now over the last, what, 15, 20 years? Since I can recall, Trent, yeah. been, uh, they've been uh, right on top. Well, good stuff. So the Bull tonight, mm-hmm. uh, and then tomorrow you're on for the finals. What time tomorrow night? It'll be 5.45. We will take the air. Wrestling begins a little bit earlier this year. Uh, it'll be 5.50 that the matches will start in the championship round. We'll have coverage of all three mats, 1A, 2A, and 3A as the finals are happening. Each weight class continuously. Again, that's 96.9 The Bull. And if you're on the iHeartRadio app, you can just search The Bull. You can sync up the audio. You can do that, too. You know, hit pause on your TV if you're watching it there. Instead of listening to their broadcast, Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, just set right? us up. Listen to us a little bit. It'll be a fun time. Scott Casber is going to join us. Of course, a guy that knows wrestling incredibly well uh, throughout the years, and he'll be with me at Wells Fargo. Not familiar with him. Anyways, uh, good stuff. Well, uh, speaking of good stuff... Iowa was pretty good stuff last night. Yeah, you know it was, it was a dogfight early in the basketball mm-hmm. game. Was it thirty? I mean, it was going back and forth, and then Iowa just took off. And Ohio State um, just had no answers. And this is this is a team that looks every bit of their record right. There's I don't know what has happened to this Ohio State uh, program, but I'm certainly not going <laughs> to shed any tears over the fact that they came into Carver and got picked off last night. Uh, good effort out of the Hawks, and it was uh, a couple of guys. I mean, obviously, Connor McCaffrey, just a phenomenal effort out of him last night. Once again, Tony Perkins had one of those offensive nights where he's just going to go off and get his. Ulysses was terrific early. Murray is Murray, and Sanford did a couple of big shots. Patrick McCaffrey was efficient on the floor. What else can you say was a convincing win and uh, never really in doubt in the second half at all? This was Connor McCaffrey's Sistine Chapel. I mean, this was the crowning kind of mm. moment for him. 13 assists, no turnovers. Now, Ken, for the last six years, starting as a freshman, he said, eh, you know, does he kind of fit? What does he do? We've been fans. Yeah. Well, We've been fans mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And We've heard the arguments. We've had people call mm-hmm. in. We've heard the Twitter chatter. We've seen the message boards and the people that just look at what he was, and especially when he was struggling shooting the basketball and say he's unplayable. Yeah, but he's more than that. And, and we have beat that drum now for six years. Yeah. You have to go deeper than just <laughs> the score too. column. Yeah. When you're talking about Connor McCaffrey and the other part about this, you know, last year he was just, he was kind of a bit player a year ago. Mm-hmm. He's still playing, mm-hmm. but not the minute certainly that he is now. 
And I keep coming back to his toughness and his will to win and, and those intangibles. You know I love numbers. I love numbers as it pertains to gambling. I like analytics and seeing if it matches up with what I'm seeing with my own eyes. And he has those things that you can't measure, those things that you can't quantify. There is nothing that you look at with Connor McCaffrey and say, hey, where's that column on Ken Pomeroy about heartbeat? <laughs> yeah. there, there's not one of those. Right. Intangibles. You can't measure them. But he absolutely has them. And that toughness factor and what he brings and the ability to talk to referees mm-hmm. and to maybe get under skin and yeah. sense the ball. He and had coaches, him too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he has all those little things, again, that you can't measure. He's their swagger. This team's swagger. That's yeah. what he is. And they need that. They do. And he's been that guy since he got to Iowa. Mm-hmm. He's just... Uh, you, you love them when you're on your... You, every team needs one. Every yes. team needs a guy with that type of attitude. Now, the uh, the ability to play and contribute is coming along. It's his final year of basketball. It's taken a while to get to this point, but it's fun to watch. It really is. Yeah, we're both fans. Always have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, obviously, um, the water gets a little deeper <laughs> yes. on Sunday night when they head to Evanston to take on a Northwestern team. But uh, a good win last night. A team that, um, you know, beat you relatively convincingly back in uh, back in. January when the uh, when the Hawkeyes went over to Columbus and look Ohio State there's just something wrong with this team there's more talent on this uh, roster I not than Iowa there's more talent than the record indicates that there is they're three and twelve they won their first two games of the year then they beat the Hawkeyes in middle of January um, and since then it's they they've been unable to find the win column just a brutal brutal year Holtman does he pull an Alford here uh, get up before the posse. Maybe. You've seen the, the dots that have been connected out there with Chris Beard it's already. It's already happening, State. yeah. As it was brought up yesterday, and I said, well, there's an athletic department mm-hmm. that'll do it. Mm-hmm. And they hire Urban Meyer. Right. They, they absolutely will do that if it leads to winning. And Chris Beard, that dude wins. Yep. He is an excellent basketball yep. coach. And with the Chargers being dropped, mm-hmm. or not being filed, I should say, not dropped, not being filed mm-hmm. uh, by the district attorney there in Austin, that's where we're at right now. He's going to get a job somewhere. Yep. Will it be at a level of Ohio State? I'm not sure, but if you're Holtman, you know, it just hasn't worked. It's going to be. It's. If, and if I'm surprised. It, I thought he was going to be. Really well, I did good. too. I totally agree. And I thought. I thought that he's certainly um, was was going to be prove our theory on uh, his ability to coach there and get it done there. We thought we were going to be right, but it's not working. Here's the thing. It, it's it's um it's a conundrum if you're Ohio State. Because if you've got a guy that with his uh, coaching resume and Chris Beard I'm talking about, do you just swallow hard, know that you're going to get some blowback? Because you can't wait because he's going to get a job. I mean, if you want him, you have to grab him now. Here's another angle to think about. And uh, this just popped in my head shuffling last night at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, (laughs) Bronny James, is this a conversation... Uh That Smith, the athletic director, long-time yeah, AD there. Dad wanted to go there, or Did, would have gone there if he yes. had to. Do you call up, who would be your pre- Here's my list. Huh? I got five names here. Do you have a preference? Or, it's worth a phone call. Have you seen him play? Bronny, he's yeah. okay. He's a top 50 player. Right. He's, he's, he's good. Right. But he's not a one-dunner. Uh, That's what I was going to say. He's not going to the, the, the league after his freshman year. If is he is, he? he's going to be playing in the G League. He yeah. might be playing here in Des Moines. Right. I, I don't see him being that type of talent. Most evaluators say mm-hmm. if his name wasn't Bronny James, he might be a top 100 kid as opposed right. to a top 50 sure. kid. He's good, but he's not that. I don't think, then I think the answer is no. Once Ohio State is one of his finalists. Sure, and as well they should be. And I'm guessing dad's, you know, pushing him in that yeah, direction. I, I just, something again to yeah. keep your eye on, something to think about here. If, it, maybe LeBron loves 
Chris Holtman, and they have a relationship already, and I'm sure they have to do if his son has one, them as one of the finalists, and mm-hmm. maybe that kind of pushes Ohio State, hey, let's give Holtman another year. I mean, that could be a real possibility, too. Just something to keep an eye on out there. Mm. You never know that's going to jump in your head, right? Uh, Jeff is with us. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. Uh, so last night, you know, I'm watching a game like both you guys, and um, I just want to start with, with McCaffrey. Um you guys touched on it. I've been a big fan of his. Um, and I'm, you know, the haters out there, the people that don't understand what he brings. Here's my thought to that. If you ever play basketball at any level, if you ever coach basketball at any level, you want McCaffrey on your team. Mm-hmm. You want that guy who is not just going to jaw it up, the guy that's going to get under somebody's skin. If you watched the game last night, all those passes, setting the players up, making the deep, long quarterback pass. That was unbelievable. A, to Murray? Yeah. A, to Murray, hitting a couple shots here and there, grabbing some rebounds. How about this? Yeah, just go out there and play defense. It's not just that. Again, watch how he anticipates. Watch how he beats somebody to mm-hmm. the spot. Watch how he gives his body up for the play. Yeah. He might not get the call. It's though, You can't teach those things. Those is, you just want it. Now, here's the crazy part, that you would think teammates that play with him would be like, all right, I'm going to give up my body. I'm going to do those extra things mm. like McCaffrey, but they don't do that. And here we are, late February, and again, I've been saying this for months. I haven't wavered. I think this, I think this team can go far in March. But let's, let's call it a spade a spade. They're not going to play defense. No. Right. No. Let's give it up. They're done. They are, they're not going to play defense. We, we're done talking about the short corners and the lazy hand <laughs> and not closing out on shooters. Yep. It's done. What, what's going to make them go far in marches? Yes, we all know matchups. But they're just going to have to outscore teams. They're just going to have to play really, really high, efficient offense for two weeks or a week and a half and just out and outgun teams because they're not going to play defense. We've watched it. It's not going to change late February. This isn't the team that's going to do it. But – if Tony Perkins is playing the way he's playing, if Ulyss is doing the things that he can do mm-hmm. on a night-to-night basis, I've been saying this for months, Baracha is a top 20 player in the league. He will be a third-team honorable mention yeah. in the Big Ten. If he stays out of foul trouble, which is, a, is, is an ask, it is what it is, but if he stays out of foul trouble, he's got to get you 15 and 8. It just It is what it is. So I believe in this team. I love this team. And let's just call a spade a spade. They're not going to play any defense. But you know what? On a night-to-night basis, if they get to 81st, I like their chances. You guys have a good weekend. Yeah, you do the same, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Uh, Bill is next. Bill, how are you? Well, I completely disagree with the other guy about Connor McCaffrey. What don't you like? Well, first of all, we talk about the assist. He does not have anybody rushing out to him. He's got open passing lanes to make passes to guys that get open. That's the bottom line if you watch the game. And I know my basketball. I know you do. <laughs> number two, number two, if you, we talk about how tough he is, how many defensive charges has Connor McCaffrey picked up during his career at Iowa? Uh, you know what? I don't know. What, so what do you like about him, Bill? Rather than rip him, what do you like about him? It's been six years. He certainly had his, his had his moments, positive and negative. But what have you liked in his game? Let's go down that path. Uh, not much. <laughs> well, not much. Yeah. Bill, I know you know your basketball. I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I think he is. I, I, 
Yeah, the, great player in college, but uh, anyway. Well, we're not uh, talking about him going to the NBA. He's not going to. I mean, that's not what he is. Not everybody has to be a one and dunner. You need these kind of players. Not everybody can score twenty a game. You you had to have guys like this, Bill, on your roster, right? On your rosters over yeah, the years. They, yeah, but they picked up charges. They played defense. You don't he think Connor McCaffrey plays hole. defense? I mean, the guy's, guy's no. six five and he's playing he in the post. Beat. He plays everywhere. He gets he gets beat to the a basket numerous times. Numerous well, times. Well, have you watched Iowa basketball the last 15 years? Everybody gets beat to the basket. <laughs> They're bad defensively. Well, He's not alone. That's, that's, that's another point. I mean, yeah. we, we know that. Uh, Coach McCaffrey's an offensive wizard. He yes. really is. Uh, but it's defense. So that's why this guy thinks they keep going far in the tournament. Wrong. Well, I hope they do. I hope they do. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway. That's my thoughts on Mr. Connor McCaffrey. If you made you made it crystal clear, Bill. Good to hear from you. And Bill's not How's home. your health, by the way? Doing all right? I'm getting through. Got a boy. Good. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Bill's been calling since Bob Dyer and I were on the air. Oh yeah. Of old Valley coach, Bill Harris. Looking at the defensive numbers, defensive rating, uh, this is uh, one of those advanced analytic sites. And out of the regulars, your best defensive player, no surprise. Out of the regulars is Chris Murray. Philip Abracha behind him. Third on that list, this is a shocker, Patrick McCaffrey. And then fifth on the team is Connor McCaffrey. Well, I think he made a really good point. He plays everywhere. He does. He's got to play at yeah. six foot five in the post. Right. This guy was a point guard throughout his whole career. <laughs> right. And now he has had to reinvent himself as physical limitations have changed. That hip injury has had to make him a different player. He doesn't have the mm-hmm. same kind of lateral movement. And, and what did he do last night to Sensabaugh? Sensabaugh gets going early. Mm-hmm. Who went over there? It wasn't Chris Murray. No. Mm-mm. It wasn't anybody else on that team. It wasn't Tony Perkins. It was Connor McCaffrey, and he bothered Sensabaugh, who's a really talented guy. He's a one-and-donner. That, I, I know Bill knows his hoops, but he's not alone. And I, I have had this argument with so many of my friends, and Iowa basketball people. I, if it was, we're seeing if it was different. Connor Smith, does that make a difference? I think so. I, I think that's something that definitely taints his image for some people. I mean, how many times do we bring up nepotism with the football program? Sure. And, and I'm sure that's something too. Yeah. He's never turned out to be the guy that I think a lot of people anticipated. You see this top 150 mm-hmm. player coming in. He was a four star. Two sport athlete. And you thought he, there was going to be more. It took six years, but the more is there. He's not going to score 20. Yeah, I, I just, He should have slammed that dunk home, too. Well, he could have. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> Hummel was giving him a hard time. I, I, he was. Hummel, she's such a good player. Well, who's the play-by-play? He's Kevin good. White? Kev, yes. Kenny White? Kevin White? I can't. He's good, though. I, every time I, I hear him. I don't recall him. He's a voice that I know more than yeah. his name. And I hear that voice, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's good, too. I Did like that Did you see team. one of the Big Ten announcers got the Atlanta Braves gig? Brandon Godin? Yes. Godin. Godin? Yes. Grew up an Atlanta Braves fan. Going to, he's got pictures of Braves jerseys going oh, to game. Oh, cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Well, um... Yeah, that, it was the Hummels. I mean, Hummels is as good as it gets, in my opinion. He's he's terrific. All right, we'll move on. Eleven twenty. We're going to get the Iowa State conversation going with our friend Chris Williams. That will uh, be on the other side of the break. This is the final day for this slam dunk contest uh, that has certainly produced a number of win, uh, winners in this building. Sadly, none of them um, on Des Moines Sports Station. 
Go to KXNO.com. Since you're there, you may as well enter this keyword contest, right? The pop-up box has appeared. Type in the keyword bonus, bonus, KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000 bonus at KXNO.com. So Iowa will head to Evanston getting how many? Ken Pomeroy currently has it as Iowa and underdog in this game. They are a two-point dog according to his metrics. Uh, also lost looked last night at Bartorvik, another analytics mm-hmm. site. Uh, he had it, I think, 3.2, something like that, Northwestern. So they'll be a slight favorite. The Wildcats will in the game. It's a tough one. Yes. I mean, it's... Who's the best team in the Big Ten now? In the end, I mean, just just lost in Northwestern. You were right on Maryland last night. Maryland, yeah. Maryland stamped their ticket. Was that 27-4 run, something like it that? It was unbelievable, Trent. And Purdue just couldn't nope. find a way. And nope. after Smith stopped hitting shots, and they went at the big fell down, down yes, low too. They, they took they took it right inside on him. What's happened to this Maryland team? We, we I don't know. The other I, day, I, I they just, stunk. I pasted them. <laughs> they felt awful. And here they are, and they mm-hmm. have figured the it job out. Willard's done. Yeah. That dude can coach. I mean, he was at Seton Hall for a really, really long time. Made six of seven tournaments as he finished up there and probably didn't get the credit he deserved. He, he's another guy that they didn't have that big run. You know, never had that advancement into the Sweet 16. And that was kind of the knock against him. Kind of like Frey McCaffrey couldn't get to the second weekend. But that dude can coach. And he did it year in and year out at Seton Hall. And he's got a team that he had to just cobble together at the last moment. Jamari Young right now mm-hmm. at the Player of the Year ratings mm-hmm. at Ken Pomeroy. Tenth in the country. Is he really? Yeah. He comes in from UNC Charlotte. You're Jeez. like, eh, okay, whatever. He's a good player in Conference USA. What's he going to be here? Well, he's got Maryland back in the NCAA tournament. Maybe it's the Terrapins. What, what all Maryland's done now over... So uh, is the, the conference opened up or is it still produced? It's still, no, there's it's, not it, enough time left in, this, in the season. Well, is there? To win the regular season. 1979. I was not around. Last time Iowa, of course, won one. Let's dare to dream for a moment. Okay. <laughs> Purdue. What they have remaining. Now, their schedule, three of their last four at home. Yeah. Ohio State, Indiana, at Wisconsin, Illinois. So, they're going to throttle Ohio State. Yep. So, can Purdue... Indiana beat them last... Was it last weekend or a couple of weekends? They got the revenge thing, but yep. I mean, that's, that's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Give them an L. Okay. Go to Bucky. You you th- you think that uh, Indiana walks in and beats him at home for argument's sake? Okay. Go to Bucky. This is a win with that stupid basketball. No, you think they lose? Win? Well, you were right last night about Maryland. Okay, fifty four fifty. So one and two, and then Illinois with a title on the line. Buck start, butt starting to pucker a little bit here for the Boilermakers. Those freshmen start to look like freshmen again. Okay, so one and three, you're going to go just for arguments. All I don't right. think this is going to happen. That leaves them at thirteen and seven. Yeah. Northwestern would have to go three and two just mm-hmm. to tie them. Maryland would have to go just one more loss. Same for Iowa, Indiana. Indiana might actually be the team that gets there because if that's going to happen, that means Indiana obviously beats Purdue for the second time. They'd have the tiebreaker. Indiana has Illinois, but at home this week. Let go- me rephrase the question then. Okay. <laughs> the likelihood is not high. I agree. Is there a Final Four team in the Big Ten? No. See, I thought Purdue was. I never did. You, yeah, I, know. I mean, we've, we've talked about this yep, for months. You're right. I never bought in, and well, for the first time all year, maybe I'm going to be proven right. right. No. I, I don't know if there's a Sweet 16 team. Here's, here's the other thing. We watch so much Big Ten basketball, and they're beating each other up, and oh, how good this is. How good is this conference? I know they're rated second behind the Big 12. I mean, it's night and day, the gap between those two. Mm. The Big 12 is immensely better than the Big Ten this year. It's a one-and-done tournament. I get anything can happen. But who are you most confident of even getting to the Sweet 16 short of Purdue? 
Because they're going to have a good path to get there. Short of them, maybe Indiana, maybe. But even what are they? The five seed? Probably, yeah, probably four or five, five, right. probably. I mean, that round of thirty-two mm-hmm. games going to be a coin flip. Mm-hmm. We know the twelve and thirteen seeds have pulled plenty of upsets throughout the Numerous, years. Yeah. Iowa, well, they haven't done it under Fran before. It's hard to pencil them into a Sweet 16. We talked about that Maryland team. Yeah. I'm not ready to go there with them yet. Illinois, Brad Underwood hates his team. I mean, just <laughs> they drive him absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's Izzo, but that team's not very good at Michigan State. Rutgers, no, they have not nope. been the same since nope. the injury. I watched Nebraska pick them off over the weekend. Wisconsin, Michigan, no, no way. I, I more likely. Three teams get to the Sweet 16, or no teams get to the Sweet 16 in the Big Ten. That's where I am, too. Yeah, none. Doesn't mean it's not fun. No, it doesn't, but uh, I can't believe Purdue the the heart. Now, they obviously got time to turn it around, but, man, I'm just not sure. What what has Gillis done since he went off? What did he do, 29 or 31 or whatever it was? They hit three-pointers. It just went crazy. Smith was good last night. Lawyer couldn't make a bucket. When they're both good. And Smith was bad in the second half. Smith was, And Smith's been bad up until... Mm Um, that little spurt that he had going last night. First gave him nothing. I don't know. How about tomorrow on ESPN, by the way? Illinois, Indiana at 11. In. Iowa State, K-State at 1. Not going to turn the channel. Baylor, Kansas at 3. <laughs> right? So you're still there. 5 o'clock, Syracuse, Duke. Maybe you're flipping around right. at that time. But from 11 o'clock in the morning, my good God. Baylor, Baylor, Kansas. you have an opinion? I'm taking Baylor. I'm taking Kansas. I'm not surprised. We're on opposite sides. We are. I just the Baylor just they're they're good. This George is something, man. Yes, he is. He is something. Um, they got to be and t- Chachua coming back. He's added the. I don't know. I like uh, what's the, what's um that's going to be part of Claxons. Kansas tight spread. Uh four is the number that Ken Palm has. Bigger than it. I thought it was going to be. Now home court advantage for them is three and a half is what they give at Ken mm-hmm. Pomeroy for. Uh, for Lawrence and the fog, but yeah, I mean that's basically what it is, right? A half point spread between the two teams at mm. this point. It's coin flip. Going to be a good one. How about ESPN, man? They are set up. Where are back they going for game week? day? Uh, you know what I heard. That are they going to Indiana? There are. They are. I did see that. They're going to Indiana. Going to okay. Assembly Hall, leading yeah. right into the game. Leading into the game. Not good too point. bad. What's Tiger up to? He started his day minus. Uh, he was he was two under to begin. I know he gave a shot back. Yeah, he's still there. It's through seven. Cuts uh, uh, estimated cut line is even par. No, estimated cut line is one under. Is it? Wow. Jesus. It's a tick higher than I would anticipate. Yeah, I'll say. Well, we'll see. My boy Keith Mitchell. Do you have him? Yeah, I do. What's what's he done? Uh, he's leading the way. He is eight under, and he's at the top of uh, Max Homa's going to tee off a little bit later on this afternoon. But yeah, Keith Mitchell. Max I, Homa's going to win a major this year. Get your pets in now. I think you're going to get a better price now than you are because you're not going to be alone. I don't think so. You uh, go put your 25 bucks. so you got your $100 on each of the majors. You put 25 on each of them, and I think you're going to be proven right, too. Max Homa, he's figured. What, and what he kind is of below. price would I get? Fifteen twenty for all of them, right? you got to be that up in that vicinity. Probably, yeah, 18 to 20, I would guess, right in that range, something like that. I like I, I think that's going to be a family play. I'm going to jump with you with Max Homa. Let's both play that one. Chris Williams next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. The keyword, again, is bonus, bonus, KXNO.com. We'll be back with Chris Williams. We come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Station 106.3 throws jambalaya. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Uh, it's 11.35. We take you until 1 o'clock. Let's get Chris Williams in here. Iowa Everywhere Cyclone Fanatic. He joins us. Chris, Trent and Ken, how are you? Fantastic. How are you, gentlemen? Doing well. You know, before we get into Iowa State, uh, I see that uh, you had a sit-down with Caitlin Clark. Two parts. How did it come about? Uh, how long? Well, I guess it's three. How long is it? And when were you going to put it up at Iowa Everywhere for, for, for the first time? Yeah. Um, actually, Iowa kind of reached out to me. Uh, wanting to help with, um, you know, basically everybody knows the basketball player, Caitlin, and I like to do a little different style of um, interview, as you well know, Ken, and we it, it was incredible. Uh, I sat down with her for about 30, 45 minutes on Monday, shot some hoops with her, which nice. was awesome. Yeah. Um, and we really, you know, peeled back some layers of the onion. We talked Talking about what she watches on Netflix, what she's listening to when she's warming up at Carver Hawkeye Arena, um, some double standards that, you know, get placed on women uh, playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really, really good. And we're going to we're gonna premiere it live on our channels on Monday at 8 o'clock. It will be – so, like, if you got Iowa Everywhere on YouTube – or our Twitter or Facebook or wherever we're doing it. It'll just be, you know, we're, we're, we're doing different stuff here. Right. So it'll be like, you're watching, um, Oh, the, the game starts at eight on ESPN, right? It'll be the same thing. It's just, we're putting it all digital. So you can watch that full interview. I think that it ended up after editing about 30 minutes long, but it, it's really, I, I do think people will like it. Iowa, Iowa state fans. It doesn't matter if you're a sports fan. She is, you know, in my opinion, one of the most transcendent players that has ever come through our state. I agree. In any sport, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Does she realize yeah. her place and her importance in women's college basketball right now? <laughs> I think that I think that there's still a kid in her that is yeah. It? I think she gets it, but yeah. I don't think that she fully can grasp. I, I don't know how you do when you're in the moment, you know. Yeah. And there is a moment though when I started when we were talking about stuff she does for fun and. You can see it in the interview where she kind of giggles like a college kid, like a normal college kid. Hmm. And the guard goes down, and she's not celebrity, Caitlin. She's just the, you know, the girl from West Des Moines. And it is really neat. I, I, I really, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever had the, the fortune to do in my career because I think that there's a side of her where if you just watch the games, you would go. Oh, you know, she's really intense and she yells a lot. And, you know, there's there's this whole other side of her that most people haven't had the privy to see. And that's what I was trying to pull out of her. So hopefully people really like it again. That'll be 
8 o'clock on Monday, and then you can catch it, obviously, on demand at any of our stuff. It'll be there, but if you want to watch it, and it's premiere Monday at 8. So we know, of course, Cyclone Fanatic, Chris Williams, Iowa State grad. We know you, and we know your love and your daughter's love of Iowa State women's basketball. Is Cammy becoming a Caitlin Clark fan? <laughs> she so I Cammy's favorite player is Ashley Jones. Right. And and Ashley we're I'm gonna do one of these with her too, coming up here in a couple of weeks. But yeah, actually what's funny is Cammy genu she genuinely is just like she's been to more women's games, so she'll she just I think now you know, she's just more into it. I wouldn't say she's necessarily into sports either way, but she told me to tell Caitlin Clark hi. <laughs> when nice. I went there, and, right. and, so I did, and so Cam, that was a big win for Cameron because she got the hey, tell Cammy what's up, nice. coming back to her. But yeah, she, you know, that's the thing about Caitlin though. It's just I, I don't know how like you can watch her and not be a fan of it. She mm-hmm. she just reminds me so much of what Steph Curry did for basketball for an entire generation, you know, of, of boys. Well, oh. and, and and then I'll hold on to that. So, like, if you were five foot ten and you couldn't play above the rim, Trent, we watched Jordan mm-hmm. and Dominique Wilkins and Shaq, and like you and me could never go out and emulate that. Right? Bugsy Bogues was my hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and then Steph comes along, yes. and not only does he inspire these young men who aren't playing above the rim, but you, you tell me you don't see Caitlin Clark, like you don't see Steph Curry when you're watching Caitlin Clark or Alexis Donarski at Iowa State or Emily Ryan. Like, I think Steph Curry single-handedly has made the women's game twice as good in 10 years. I, I really, really, and I've always been a fan of the women's game. I just think it's more pure. They run plays. They shoot better. They have to do other things to win. They can't just play above the rim. And Steph has made watching the NCAA women's tournament so much more entertaining because you just, you watch these women and they, they, they're emulating him and it's, it's really cool. And I think now that I think Caitlin, she's like Steph for the women's game. And I I know there's been trailblazers that have come before her, but I, she's just doing it in a different style that is so aesthetically pleasing to the eye, you know, watching her pull up from the logo. And it's just, we just really haven't seen that before, and it's awesome that somebody in our state is mm-hmm. kind of bringing that to the table. Yeah, it got my full attention. I mean, it's appointment TV. I never thought that would happen, but uh, she certainly yeah. is. Not, and I just love the way she sees the floor as much as anything. You're, I mean, you're a great example, Ken. Like when we used to do stuff together a long time, like the women's game. Really, this isn't sexist. It's real. It wasn't very fun to watch. No, I right? play the hits. Like it's, it's men. It's men's Iowa State and Iowa. And what's ever yeah. popular, we're going to talk about it. I don't talk it, about the NHL. I'd love to. Yeah. Yep. And now the, you know, these, watch the women's, you know, coming down to March. Watch top 25 women's games. It, it's a totally different game than it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like, I, I don't give it all to Steph Curry. There's plenty of women. But it, why, the, there's now a lot of young girls who are trying to emulate Caitlin Clark. 
Yeah. And that's just going to make it better in the future. Not it's wh- just so much more entertaining than it was. Yeah, it's, it's a remarkable story. Well, I look forward to the piece Monday at 8 o'clock. Let's, uh, let's look ahead uh, to Saturday. Uh, K-State, boy, they've fallen on some hard times. They came to uh, Ames in, what, middle of January, whatever, late January, middle of January, uh, whenever it was. It's not been good. They, they won their SEC Challenge and only one more time in the Big 12. Their last two, granted on the road in Lubbock and in Norman, uh, two teams you'll find at the bottom of the Big 12, although we think Texas Tech Arrow's starting to point up a little bit. But point being, uh, this K-State team has kind of uh, fallen on some hard times, not unlike Iowa State, until they snapped out of it. What do we expect tomorrow, Chris? I, th- I think the two teams are a spitting image of one another. and I think it's simple. I think that they both really overachieved in the first half of the Big 12. They are playing beyond their talent level, which is a credit to Jerome Tang, and T.J. Otzelberger. But I also think, look at Iowa State last year. Same story, right? Bot buys into odds, relentless defense, all this stuff. But you can only trick people so much in this league. And when that schedule comes back around for the second time, it's a lot more difficult when you don't just have bucket getters. Mm-hmm. And I, Iowa State doesn't have a guy like, oh, just give him the ball and he's going to get a bucket. Now, Holmes would be the closest thing to that. Uh, but he's, you know, he, he's not uh, – This is. Jaron Holmes might be in some people's ballots first team all Big 12, but I doubt he gets that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Kansas State, you know, Johnson is a really nice player. They've got the point guard, but it's the same scenario where I just I truly believe that the second time through in this league, the talent starts to shine out more so than the, than the group. Um, and I think both of these teams are experiencing this. Now, here's the, here's the caveat to that. Uh, the good news is Big 12 play is going to end pretty soon, and then you kind of get to start over, as we saw what happened with Iowa State last year. And I think that that's very possible with both of these teams. It's just the coaching's so good. The the league is so old. You know, you're playing against fourth- and fifth-year guys, and, man, it that second time through, boy, it really helps to have a Keontae George, you know, those elite-type talent guys that I just – you know, it's not anything against them. Iowa State and Kansas State don't generally have those dudes. Now, it doesn't mean they're not going to win some games. Iowa State, really, I didn't think played well against TCU at all and, and beat that team by 11 the other night. Um, yeah, I, I I think that that's – I think I've got it pegged. And I, 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 I'd be surprised if either of these teams caught fire, you know, the rest of the way. I think that they'll probably be 500 teams the rest of the way, and that's okay if you do that. Boy – uh, the winner of this one on Saturday, though, has got an inside track to play in Des Moines. So that makes it a really big game. So I think we all know that we see Caleb Grill. He's in the doghouse a little bit. And I said the right thing after the game. Said, oh, you know, it's the back a little bit. Well, come on. After the way things went against Oklahoma State, what's it going to take for Caleb Grill to get out there? Outside of, you know, hitting a button, bunch of shots, but... Maybe attitude-wise. What, what do you think Otz wants to see out of him to get him playing at his peak level? I, I would put Caleb and us this way. It's like if you have multiple kids, you love all your kids, right? Mm-hmm. But some kids are kind of punks and some <laughs> kids are better kids, uh-huh. right? When the punk acts up, you're like, oh, I, I totally expected that. Um, slap them on the wrist, whatever. When you're a really good kid, you're straight-A student, you know, skips curfew, you're a lot more disappointed. And the relationship that Otz and Caleb have is is that type of a relationship. I mean, we're crying out loud. The kid has followed him all over the country. There's clearly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, a great bond there. Mm-hmm. So I would 
I, I would expect them to resolve this. I, I do think, and I, I know Caleb pretty well. And I, funny guys, I was I was talking with Travis Hines halftime of the Oklahoma State game before any of that happened, and Hines and I both said like his back looked bad in that first half. Caleb was trying to get the spots, couldn't do it. You could see the frustration building. I think it's where it all stemmed is that he's really playing 60%, 70%, and I think he's very frustrated. It was a frustrating loss at West Virginia. There were a couple of calls that didn't go his way in that game. The whole team was frustrated, and I think he just had a bit of an out-of-body experience. And, you know, and I, I would say this, good on us too, right? Like, because sometimes, you know, I've seen – you know, I've seen Craig Brackens be able to get away with murder behind the scenes, and it makes everybody else more defensive, and then you lose that team. And, and I think, you know, a guy like Jaron Holmes doing everything the right way, Taman Lipsy doing everything the right way, Caleb has an outburst like that, and there's no punishment for it. What is that yeah, good point. sending to your locker room? So good on us. And mm-hmm. it, if I know Caleb the way I think he will, um, he'll be he'll be back. But they got to get him remotely healthy, though. Like, he just... Uh, he's not the same guy, and there's probably some truth to that too, Trent, where it's like you're up by 15, um, you know, what's the point? And his, by the way, stat that I've never, it's almost impossible. Iowa State won that game by 11, was up by double digits most of the game. Caleb played 11 minutes, and his plus minus was negative 16. So, yeah, I've never seen a stat like that. So it tells you, you know, and this is a guy who, a month ago was one of the best perimeter defenders in college basketball to have that stat is really, really bad. And it, you know, he's not, he's not right. So the more they can keep him on the bench, I think the better they're off they'll be in March. Yeah. I go back to the West Virginia game as whistle happy as they were. I was surprised he didn't get teed up because he let the officials know Chris, uh, 30 seconds left. Let's fast forward to Tuesday because, you know, thinking back to your Twitter feed, uh, when, uh, when Texas was in Ames, uh, and Calsher and Carr getting after each other, you thought that there was going to be fisticuffs. Maybe it was a really physical game. 30 seconds. What do you expect Tuesday in that rematch? Boy, I don't like it for Iowa State. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I, 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 listen, here's the deal, though. Iowa State, if they if they defend the way that they can, they can be in any game in the last four minutes against anybody in the country. They just are on a downwards trajectory, and i got to give Texas credit, where they've been able to you know, keep it up much better than I thought they would without Chris Beard. I would be surprised if Iowa State won that game. I think they got a much, much better chance to pick one off on Saturday in Manhattan. Good stuff, Chris Williams. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. We look forward to the uh, Caitlin Clark piece on Iowa Everywhere, 8 o'clock on Monday. Thank you, Chris. Yep, thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you, Chris Williams. We catch up with our buddy from Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere. First four callers right now. Let's do Claxons. We will give you four games and a tie break. You get the most right. You'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner up, 25 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. Back with Claxons. 100 bets off. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Time to give away. Barbecue from Claxons. We do it every Friday. Well, try to. I forgot last week. You did. I did. It happens. Um, Thursday's Super Bowl season. Yeah, it's tough. I just forgot. Anyways, Ben Ross, Robin, Randy. 
give you guys a little heads up. The NBA All-Star Game total points is going to be our tiebreaker. The first uh, sports operator, sportsbook operator to put a number up on the board, Caesars, has the over-under at 325. So we're going to ask you for total points. That's what Caesars pegged the total at. Use it for what it's worth. Ben is first. Hello, Ben. Welcome. How are you? Not too bad. How about you? Good. Uh, Northwestern's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa on Sunday. Well, I don't want to do it, but I'll take Northwestern. All right. K-State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State tomorrow. I'll take Iowa State. Kansas, three-and-a-half over Baylor. Kansas. Indiana gives three-and-a-half to Illinois. Uh, Indiana. Tiebreaker, Ben. Uh, All-Star game, total points... Closest without going over. 3.15. Ben, thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Ross is up next. Hi, Ross. How's it going? Good. Northwestern, two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa. Uh, Take the Hawks. K-State's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. Uh, Cyclones. Kansas, three-and-a-half to Baylor in Lawrence. Where's that? In Lawrence, yep. uh, Kansas. Uh, Indiana, three-and-a-half-point favorite over Illinois. Uh, Illinois. Total points in the All-Star. This is Sunday's game. It's not the rookies, by the way. It's Sunday's game. Um, John, uh, Giannis versus, is that how they're doing? Giannis versus LeBron? Yeah, yeah. Deeps? So Giannis banged up his wrist last I night. I saw that. Brutal. Th- um, what uh, total points in that one closes without going over, Ross? Uh, 3.30. Thanks, Ross. Have a good weekend. Take it easy, guys. Yep, good to hear from you. Rob is next. Hi, Rob. Hey. Northwestern, two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa. Hawks. K-State, two-and-a-half to the Clones. Iowa State. Kansas gives three-and-a-half to Baylor. Baylor. Indiana at home, three-and-a-half to Illinois. Indiana. Uh, All-Star game, total points, closest without going over, Rob. 286. 286. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And uh, Randy brings Claxons to a close. Hi, Randy. Thanks for waiting. How are hey. you? Good. How's it going? Good. Uh, Northwestern, two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa. Uh, Northwestern. K-State, two-and-a-half to Iowa State. Kansas State. Kansas, three-and-a-half over Baylor. Kansas. Indiana, three-and-a-half over Illinois. Indiana. Total points in the All-Star game. Closest without going over, Randy. 331. Thanks, Randy. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons. Online, Claxon, BBQ.com, Claxon, BBQ.com, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. I was in Altoona this morning. Mm-hmm. I moved there. When I first moved here in 89, and bought, we bought a house there. Yeah. I can't believe Altoona. <laughs> it's a little different. Huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> little different. I don't It's been such a long time since I was actually going on some of the streets, 8th Street and 1st Street. and It's just totally changed the growth. When Unbelievable. I, when I moved here, so my dad used to haul milk to Des Moines and to the Roberts plant uh, downtown. But every once in a while, he'd have to take a, a haul south. And when I moved to West Des Moines, and he went out where you know Target is now out there yeah, in yeah. the West Glen area, he goes, what in God's name has happened out here? <laughs> really? Like, well, yeah. this used to be farmland. Growth. <laughs> right. Not too long ago. And oh, how quickly it changes. Indeed it has. We've got an hour to go. Mike Palm will kick it off. We'll head to Vegas next, recap the Super Bowl, etc. with Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circa. Tom Kakert on the Hawkeyes. You got some picks to make. You were 8-1 and one yesterday. We were hot. We're going to... We had two games in college, but two. looking forward to the weekend, too. Good stuff. Hour 2 next. Miller and Condon, 106.3.